0: Tonight, thunderstorms on the way. A round or two of the thunderstorm activity could prove to be strong with damaging winds, hail, and possibly an isolated tornado. That round comes in late tonight through early in the morning tomorrow. A spotty leftover storm or two possibly through the morning or midday hours, becoming partly cloudy and improving. Overnight lows 68, 72 the afternoon tomorrow, low 80s. Near 60 with a drier air mass coming in Sunday. A sunny afternoon feels better too with the high close to 80. Ralph Sanji, WGSO.
1: At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online, open a My Social Security account at SSA.gov slash my account. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow.
2: Well, the last Monday in April. I can't believe it. And uh, it is the Tom Fitzmaurice Food Show, which I can believe. It's another beautiful day outside. I'm Marianne Fitzmaurice in the Tom Fitzmaurice chair. Tom is up and at him, but I don't know. May or may not stop in and, uh, and visit here on the food show. 556-9696, if you want to talk to me for sure and him maybe, uh, give us a call. I have lots of stuff to talk about from the weekend. You know, I've talked about deals a lot and value and often complain about a lack of value, but it works the other way too. We just had a spectacularly fantastic $24 filet mignon And I'm not talking about just like a steak. I'm talking about a butter knife cut steak cooked perfectly. A really nice portion with roasted potatoes, broccolini and chimichurri sauce, which uh, I like, but I think the steak would have been just perfect by itself. $24 for that at Oxlot where is I could just about eat every day and almost do actually. But um, I just am staggered by the value there. It's a steak that you would pay $50 for in a steakhouse at night for sure. I mean, it's not as expensive as lunch, but it's just a mind-blowingly great deal. I just am just, overwhelmed we also had a great value over the weekend uh you know we have advertisers on this show because we would talk about them anyway and we are nutso as you've probably ascertained about the sister restaurants chifunctas and the anchor last year i was Initially, gaga over the anchor, but felt that it needed a little tweaking. So, in the time that they were closed, they tweaked, and I'm gaga about it again. But I had such an incredible deal over the weekend there. It just is crazy we went it was a beautiful day we sat right by the water they have the underside of the building okay so there's the jefunct on top which is the one-of-a-kind incredible restaurant and then underneath is the casual version both of them helmed by chef Michael Gottlieb who I have tremendous respect for so um we were not dressed to go upstairs and honestly I wanted to sit out by the water because it was just beautiful so we went and sat in those deck chairs they have like regular seating and then right by the water there's a row of deck chairs which are not the most comfortable things to be eating on but so what it's right by the water so we had um they have this barbecue i keep talking about the family barbecue pack and you get the you get the meats that you order, I would say separately. But honestly, if you order it as a meal, it comes with a side. It's not a very big side, but it's still good. And um, and it comes with bread. It comes with house-made pickles. And so I wanted to get the andouille. Okay, I'm embarrassed at how much we ate. I'm just going to say that right now. But we were trying to, I wanted to see what this barbecue value pack was. And I was craving a hot dog. I love hot dogs, and you don't see a lot of hot dogs, especially on a menu at a place like that. I mean, Dat Dog is a great place to go, and I think the fact that Dat Dog is still around is a testament to the fact that sometimes you just want a hot dog, you know? So, uh, oh my goodness. So, um, I I went and got the hot dog. It's a house-made hot dog. And it was nine dollars. It was so good. We're gonna. Michael seventy five is waiting to talk, so I'm gonna go to him in just a second. But I'm not finished rhapsodizing about this hot dog. And it is definitely in the ten percent because I've been thinking about it since then, and I'm going back to get another one in a couple of days. So let's go to Michael seventy five real quick and uh, and see what he has to say.
3: Uh, top of the week to you top of the week to you to you too hey okay first of all um i uh, i got i'm glad to hear you talking about values with food and things like that maybe <laughs> I'm not, uh,
2: not because uh, of you michael just because it's it's it, i register these things i register when they're not good values and i register when they are good values okay great
3: yeah well um uh, Anyway, I uh, had a chocolate eclair at Doric That's the fifth great thing they have over there.
2: Okay. Oh, Nicole's not going to like the fact that it's only five things. <gasps> five better. No, they're great with everybody, but five
3: things better than any other grocery store. Okay. Food. Okay. All right. I already gave you, you another before. I won't belabor that point. Um, by the way, a famous line you were talking about. Um, uh, mcdonald's in europe but the famous line about uh, mcdonald's in paris in the great movie pulp fiction have you ever seen that
2: oh i thought you were going to say midnight in paris <laughs> no,
3: pulp, no pulp i've fiction. never seen
2: that's not my kind of movie pulp fiction my <laughs> kind of movie is something's got to give and home again and the holiday right. i like right. i like right. rom-coms go ahead uh, i like i
3: like chick flicks too but i like a lot of other things so um, okay. anyway um i bought some uh for, uh, some fresh chicken feet today, which I'm going well, to fry. good for you. Tonight. Yeah, would you like that?
2: <laughs> no. I mean, I, you <laughs> know what, you know what, Michael? I might love chicken feet, but I'm never going to know.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, uh, I'll refer you to Mr. Freud's book, but... Um, uh, one of the, one of the things the Italians. Love I know this in the won't afternoon.
2: surprise you, but I'm not a fan of his. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, uh,
3: but anyway, uh, in the afternoon the ta- in Italy, the uh, people love that, and some Italians here for a little uh, uh, respite. They uh, they they do. They take the fresh Parmigiano Reggiano cheese, and they put the uh, uh, real old balsamic vinegar on there. And um, yes, and that, yes, and then they drink that with a special uh, Tuscan uh, wine. So that that's a great afternoon. Michael, deal. did but you I, ever
2: hear that interview I did with what is her name? Um, I'll have to look it up. But the name of the book is Il Buco. Did you ever hear that yeah, interview? Yeah, I heard it. I heard well, sh- you would like that book. It is a. I mean, you might like that book because you probably are going to say to yourself, "I already know all this stuff," but. Um, it's a gorgeous book and it's about the people that she has developed these relationships with. And there was one incident where she said, it was about balsamic vinegar. She went to go visit these suppliers that, in Italy and there's this one family. And of course, all these families have been doing this for hundreds of years. And they, you know, she went into the house and the meal that they had planned for her was Parmigiano cheese with 100 year old balsamic vinegar and crusty bread.
3: Oh, that's perfect. That's, yeah. I have that occasionally
2: yeah. at the house. Uh, but anyway, uh, last week
3: uh, we were talking about sitting with your back to the wall. you remember <laughs> that
2: discussion? Yes, of course. Yes.
3: Okay, so uh, I told you I sit with my back to the wall right. most of the time. Mm-hmm. And then you said, I, I don't think you ever bought for the table, though. And uh, so can I, I did Caleb say uh, that. Did I say you that? You said something very similar to that, imputing my gener- imputing my generosity. Henry, did I say so anything
2: I like that about Michael? I don't think oh, I did. Oh, yeah, I
3: play uh, uh, your uh, Miss Court reporter, would you play that back <laughs> for the jury? <story?
4: laughs> he's got a mind like a steel trap, Marianne. I'm sure he's correct.
2: Okay,
3: so okay, anyway, here it, here it is. This is a slight rebuttal if I can be given a, I'm gonna i I'm going to
2: look this up on, on nomenu.com. I'm going to go to the podcast and listen to this. Yeah, go please.
3: Ahead. June 16th, 1991, Michael 75 invites the whole racetrack of Jefferson Down to the nearby Applebee's for drinks and food. It cost him over $1,000.
2: <laughs>
3: and I got an affidavit of a couple of people that were there. under oath for you
2: you know what i would love to be impressed by that but applebee's michael 75 come on
3: well it was the only place and these little jockeys loved it so Uh, and and strangely enough when i made that announcement before the last two races and i i had uh, a couple of long shot horses and they won the last two races so i'm Uh, still wondering if that uh. announcement Got yeah. back to the jockey's room, and they allowed my horses to win those two races. I didn't think I had a chance.
2: I <laughs> now, that, now uh, you're uh, impugning them. I think it was just, I think it was just uh, karma or it was
3: or, it was, serendip- it
2: was Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know if, uh, uh, I, don't know if April, I would call it serendipity, but anyway, go ahead.
3: April fourth, nineteen eighty nine, Chris's Steakhouse. He bought for the whole uh, table. And wait, then, are we gonna, wait t-
2: do we have to listen to a whole litany of the michael 75 no, uh, no when, when, you, when,
3: when you impugn me i have to just rebut <laughs> if you don't mind but anyway that's, that's about all i got about 10 other ones to say
2: <laughs> well i'm not going to let you do 10 of them okay michael 75 is a great guy i stand corrected go ahead michael
3: no i don't care about my character i just care about what <laughs> i did there but anyway um uh, last thing uh I think Tom likes that likes this, but I think you can get it at a restaurant here in town the uh the fish encased in salt
2: yes one yes, of the, uh, one of the great
3: yes. meals you can ever have
2: uh-huh what, so, uh, what about if anybody it? knows
3: if anybody knows a restaurant that does that, please let me know.
2: I think Tom can probably conjure that up. I have seen it myself. you know who would do that for you. If you're looking to have that, you know who would do it for you? Well, first of all, Andrea would do anything for anybody. So you yeah. could call Andrea. But also, I'll bet you Richard Hughes at the Pelican Club would do that for you.
3: Ooh. Oh, yeah. I love the Pelican Club.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think he would.
3: Uh, last time I had it was in Paris at a place called, a bistro, uh, not a bistro, uh, anyway, uh, called Bowfinger, which if correctly pronounced is Bowfinger. And, uh, the figure uh, is uh,
2: one of the most ridiculous movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And it has never... it has one of the most hilarious scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Have you seen that movie? Uh, no. It's where Steve Martin pretends to be a filmmaker and Eddie Murphy is in it. An, and there is a scene in that movie, which it just, I, I cry. It's just hysterically funny. And I haven't oh. I, it was just on and I haven't seen the whole thing because it's an absurd movie. But I have to just see if I still think that's that scene is okay. that funny. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, look, anyway,
3: it was great. It's a beautiful place in Paris, uh, right in uh, the area. Uh, I'm trying to think of it, uh, uh, the Bastille area. So anyway, uh, two, town cry, last thing I'll do is uh, yellow mangoes are so delicious. They're so much better than the red ones uh you can you can get those mainly at uh, whole foods but there are other places i think too. yellow mangoes and the I other did thing my is my semi
2: annual visit to whole foods today
3: you better get the yellow mangoes you'll fall in love well, <laughs> I uh, wait for one pro-
2: thing go ahead
3: the last thing on the town crier is prosciutto with melon if you can it's very hard to get a good cantaloupe but go with the honeydew melon and a prosciutto italians love that
2: yeah. Where uh, so so? Where's the prosciutto? Is there a is there get a special prosciutto anyway? I mean, find? If, you, if
3: you go to oh, a I thought you place, were giving
2: uh, us a town crier uh, bulletin.
3: No. Yeah, you, you get prosciutto, but that's the bulletin. You get prosciutto and melon, get mangoes, yellow okay.
2: mangoes. Okay. Okay. Right.
3: Wherever you can find them. All right. But anyway, uh, good eating, and uh, if anybody can respond to that. Uh, um, fish with the encased in salt i'd appreciate it yeah you should call richard hughes
2: call richard hughes and if i get anybody that can tell me that uh gunter if you're listening call us and tell us if you know of a place like that um before you go i need to know this though michael when you go to stein's deli for your breakfast with champions do you sit against the wall and do you pick up the tab for everyone
3: no, not normally, but occasionally I have been known to do that. But the place we sit at is a communal place, like in Europe, and there's no wall to sit at. I
2: see. Okay. Uh,
3: but anyway, anyway, Steins is still not open. Yeah. It so it's
2: okay. open to take away. Right. I just bought a, do- I bought a oh, dozen bags. Henry left. said it's all takeout. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure he knows that Henry because he's a he's a a stalwart supporter of Steins. All right, Michael. I have a hard break. I missed five minutes ago. Okay, last
3: thing. Brevity is the soul of wit, so GG, got to go.
2: (laughs) Do you think Michael has ever been brief about anything? All right, we will be back after these messages.
5: Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils, Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. The Anchor in Madisonville has opened for the season with food to match the spectacular setting along the beautiful Chifuncta River. The smoker is turning out a variety of smoked meats for barbecue family packs. The expanded menu includes sandwiches, salads, and poor boys, but also a crawfish boil, seafood plates, and a lot of great appetizers. Bring the family to the anchor at the Chifuncta River in Madisonville. I'll take Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island, too
2: yes indeed five five six nine six nine six is the number i'm going back to rhapsodizing about my hot dog but i want to tell everyone who calls this is henry's birthday week so don't forget to say happy birthday to henry when you call his birthday is actually on thursday but we should give him the entire week so let's say happy birthday to henry when you call all right so i loved the hot dog the hot dog was First of all, they make everything in-house, okay? So the bun was made in-house, the hot dog was made in-house, and it had, it was, I don't usually like, like, fat hot dogs. This was a fat hot dog, and I had a brief second of thinking, oh, it's a fat hot dog. But it was more like a sausage. It was that crispy skin that pops when you bite into it, and it was just, fantastic. And I know this sounds stupid, but I'm still thinking about that hot dog. And I had it on Saturday night. It comes very simply in a little dish with some fries and ketchup, and it sticks out of the bun on both ends. And uh, it was just divine. And so we started off, okay, this is embarrassing, because it was just a ridiculous amount of food, most of which I ate, I'm sorry to say. But Was just too good so we got this uh barbecue platter that you can go as the commercial says you can go and get the family pack and i don't really know what that means and it was not we were not much of a family it was just tom and i so i didn't want to order anything like that so i did order barbecue and it came as a platter and the platter was an enormous pound pile of brisket i wanted the andouille but they were out of it so um I looked at the brisket and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do the brisket. So it's just this giant pile of brisket in my style. It had fat through it. It was melt in your mouth kind of fat. It was thick slices with a blackness on the edges. And, and by thick, I mean like twice as thick as the thickest you've seen. And uh, I wouldn't say that it was terribly smoky. That was a little bit of a surprise. It was not terribly smoky, but it was really good. And uh, it came with a little barbecue sauce. It came with two pieces of their house-made bread and their house-made pickles. And it had onions on it and that was it. And I got some mustard and it was just like bliss. I really, really liked it. so we got that we got the the brisket we got the um the hot dog and then tom got a fried chicken sandwich again if you're looking for the hot nashville version of the spicy chicken sandwich you will be disappointed in this it is it is a chicken sandwich i used to really like the fried chicken, honey island sandwich. I think that's what it's called from Zia. But now it seems bland by comparison because everybody's doing a spicy chicken sandwich. So this is not a spicy chicken sandwich. It is a perfectly cooked chicken breast, greaseless, crunchy, fried chicken sandwich, but not especially spicy. So I'm not saying this is a spicy chicken sandwich, go have it. If you want a fried chicken sandwich, it's great. It's got coleslaw on it, it's got house-made pickles, comes with a big pile of fries, it's good. But it is not the spicy chicken sandwich that everyone is falling over themselves to get the best of anyway we had those three things and it was just fantastic and i'm i'm just like i said gaga over my hot dog on saturday very rare for me to eat a hot dog and uh i will go back and have that one again like i said this week five five six nine six nine six is the number i also did some cooking over the weekend i did not make a cream of fennel soup as promised, but I did make a meatloaf, which um, I did make a cheese it meatloaf. <laughs> we have talked ad nauseum on this show. Tom has, and I have, and we have together, and you have with us about whether or not your memory serves you well in remembering things that you used to love, and if you had them today, would you feel that way about them? No, is the answer to the meatloaf sandwich question. I, uh, I had a really, I, I mean, I, I made the meatloaf. I did the cheese it. You know, all that stuff that I said I was going to do. I put some... I did the Cheez-Its, garlic, fresh parsley, the Trinity. What else did I put in there? I think that was it. And um, I didn't put a lot of salt in it because the Cheez-Its are very salty. So I I didn't do that. And I think I should have put more salt in it. I put pepper in it. Uh, I didn't put a lot of other spices in. And the egg and mixed it all up. And then I put it in a cast iron skillet in the oven with these little boiler onions that i'm really hot on and um, some potatoes and a bunch of tomatoes that i just had laying around here they were these delicious alabama grown cherry tomatoes big fat cherry tomatoes and they've been sitting for a long time and i just can't let those go to waste because they were gorgeous but i never did eat them and so I put them in the pan with some mushrooms and uh, put it in the oven and roasted it. Hey, puppy. And uh, when it came out, I had some of it and I thought it was really good as a meatloaf with vegetables. I also did sloppy joes and stuffed the peppers that I bought and if I didn't do something with them, those were gonna go bad. So I did a lot of cooking yesterday and um, and I have mixed reviews about it. I thought the peppers were really good. That Sloppy Joe recipe is good. I mean, to my taste. It's like, you know, when you cook something, it's to your taste and I, I think it's really good. But again, it's very simple. It's not a lot of different spices and uh, and I like it just fine. It had the ketchup and the mustard and the Worcestershire sauce and, ground meat and and all of those things that I I was really impressed when the sloppy joe that I made, I don't know, a couple of months ago was good. And so I stuffed it in these peppers and then I did the stuffed peppers and the meatloaf. And then this morning I went to do uh, an Instagram picture of the meatloaf sandwich. So I went to Whole Foods. Like I said, I did my semi-annual Whole Foods visit and I got some sourdough bread, which I just love. I don't know to me there is nothing better than a slice of sourdough so that's what I did and then I made the meatloaf sandwich so it's a cliffhanger it is now time for the bottom of the hour news I've got to let my dog out and then when we will back I will talk about the meatloaf sandwich
6: Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Brooke Thorrington. LSU is serious about winning women's basketball as they hire tick Fall native Kim Mulkey, who won three national championships in 21 seasons at Baylor. Taylor Sharp has more.
7: The
8: voice of the Lady Tigers, Patrick Wright, says this could be the biggest hire LSU has ever made.
7: LSU's never hired a coach with anything even close. LSU has hired coaches that developed into this later on in their career. It cannot be overstated what a major get this is.
8: Wright says this was the perfect time for both parties to make a deal.
7: The last time this job was open... Perhaps she was contacted, we don't know, but she had a team at Baylor that was about to win a national championship. Uh, That might not have been the time that she was ready to come anyway.
8: I'm Taylor Sharp.
6: The list of candidates of those vying to be the next president at LSU is down to seven men after the lone female semifinalist withdrew her name from consideration today. Marianne Rankin, a professor at the University of Maryland, was scheduled to be interviewed via live stream today for the job LRN.
7: How do you protect yourself from the new forms of the coronavirus? Here you go. Got a mask that fits good and snug? Perfect. Now, give your neighbors at least six feet of space and avoid crowds because all that stuff still works too. Look, I'll definitely get my vaccine when it's my turn, but now isn't the time to let your guard or your mask down.
1: We can do this. Learn more at cdc.gov coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hey,
8: it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. I dig all around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and get a headache. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. So call 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. It's free, and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com 811.
9: The Edwards Mortgage Group, the Mason Collective, NOLA Title Group, and ARC Insurance Consultants are the ones to call on for all of your home needs. Whether it's mortgages, closing, sales, or insurance, they take care of your home needs and now they've come together to help take care of the needs of our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, The Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live, Music combined with interviews and outreach news to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID 19. You can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.funkyuncle.live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge April 30th, it's Corey Funktet. And on May 7th, Naughty Professor. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, go to
2: FunkyUncle.live
5: night and day you are the one
2: yes indeed five five six nine six nine six is the number the best laid plans uh i would call gunter or ask gunter to call us to solve this mystery but this is not his kind of food so i'm going to call connor mullins or if anyone wants to offer to troubleshoot this question with me i'm going to describe what happened this morning i decided i'm going to do this brilliant picture for our instagram page at the new orleans menu which you should follow by the way so i cut up the cold meatloaf and it didn't slice as fine as i wanted it to to begin with and i Went to get first. What I did first was I went down to Whole Foods and got some of their sourdough, their sourdough uh, boule or boule, and um, it is it's it's great. I just don't think there's a better bread than sourdough. I love it. So I thought, okay, I'm going to make a sourdough toast and put this meatloaf on this bread, and I'm going to pile it high with butter lettuce which is my favorite that's that's another question what's your favorite lettuce for me it would be butter romaine and then everything else (laughs) but those two really outstanding but but big difference between butter lettuce and everything else so um i got one of those i got one of those um those living lettuces and I'm gonna plant it and see if I can keep growing my own butter lettuce. I mean, it's only 2.99, which is kind of the price of a bag of lettuce and then you can keep growing it. Has anybody ever done that? Does it grow? All right, so maybe that's what I'll get my green thumb sister to start growing butter lettuce for me. So uh, I got some butter lettuce, I got some tomato, I already had the pickle. I got the sourdough bread, and I'm all excited for this project. I also got two white potatoes so that I can continue. I'm so proud of myself with my potato chips. I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna do this great Instagram stage with the meatloaf sandwich piled high with the tomato and the butter lettuce and you know, maybe a little peak of some creole mustard and then i'm gonna surround it with my beautiful potato chips which have been up to this point perfect utter perfection accidental utter perfection and so now when i expect it it didn't work so well so what i did was because i've already talked about my a little insanity about not throwing anything away i Last week when I made some more crawfish dip, I took some flour tortillas and I dropped them in some hot oil and I made dippers for the crawfish dip. And I didn't do anything else but that, nothing else. So the oil was still clear. I mean, it was perfect. And I said, I can't throw this away. I'm just not gonna throw this away. So I left it on the counter in the pot, covered and I've been keeping it for other uses. So when I, I did these potatoes exactly the way I always do it, I slice them with the mandolin, I drop them in cold water, I shake them off before they go into the hot oil, in two to five seconds, they're brown and ready to come out, they go to the paper towel the grease drains off they are crispy and perfectly golden brown like lays i'm not kidding today i put them in the soil and it was a really weird thing they just sat there for a long time and they were clearly frying but they sat there and didn't change color at all. And it was clear that they were wet and had to dry out first. But that's never been the case before. They were also wet in the oil, fried up right away, two to three minutes, if that. Like, like not even that, really fast. So I'm wondering why it's taking so long for these potatoes that are clearly still wet. Why is it taking so long for the wetness to go away and for them to become dry enough to crisp up? And I'm trying to think, does oil change? Does the property of oil change if it's sitting out of a bottle for a while? was there some residue from the um tortillas that made it change that drastically so i'm i'm just this is a new fascination a new little investigation that i have to do about this oil because i fried a bunch of these potatoes they were all brown they were too brown they were not I mean, they were fine. They were crispy and all that, but they didn't have that perfect lays look like the other ones had. And I mean, everything is about expectations. You know, when I first did them, I had no expectations and they came out great. So now I have the expectations that I'm some super potato chip fryer and these did not come out. And so I'm wondering if you fry a lot of things, what are the nuances in oil that can change something so dramatically i found it kind of fascinating and so i'm i'm wondering if if air has some chemical reaction with oil does you know some kind was there a flour residue whatever it was these potatoes took forever to cook and i watched them go from wet and white to opaque to dry enough to cook and then instantly to brown and so I'm, i'm i'm just curious so now i want to do i want to take the oil out put some new oil in and see if i can get my potato chip mojo back but it was weird it was definitely very different and i could tell it was different with the first potato that i put in there Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you have the answers to any of these questions, I would love to hear it. So then the meatloaf also was kind of a sad little thing. So I had the perfect sourdough slices ready to be gussied up into a sandwich. I piled my two thick slices of meatloaf. I did the bib lettuce. I did tomato creole mustard and mayo mix tons of pickles and then i took a bite out of it expecting that same wow this is so good who why didn't anyone think about a meatloaf sandwich and then the answer was because it's not really that good or maybe it was my meatloaf or maybe it's a faulty memory from a very long time ago but the meatloaf sandwich was not great. And I'm sad about that. So the answer to the question is why you don't see meatloaf sandwiches around town is maybe because maybe they're not that great. Anyway, that was my sad little, uh, my, my sad little story about the great meatloaf sandwich project. 5569696 is the number. If you have any answers to what happened to my potato chip oil. Uh, I would love to hear it if you do a lot of frying and are familiar with the nuances of frying. I have not been a fryer for a very long time and am only doing it now because my potato chip uh, experiment a few weeks ago was such a tremendous success that I'm now wanting to fry potato chips all the time. But uh, I think this could cure me and I could get back to what it ought to be, which is almost never frying um, if I keep messing up these potato chips like this. But if you know the answers to the questions about the nuances of potato chip frying or frying potatoes, uh, I would love to, uh, to hear it. 5569696 is the number. Before I launch into anything else, I'll just go ahead and take that break. We'll just go ahead and do that right now. We'll be back after these messages.
5: One of my favorite roast beef poor boys isn't a poor boy place at all. DiMartino's is a wonderful restaurant with traditional Italian food and excellent fish and chicken dishes, as well as the muffalettas for which they are known. With three locations on the West Bank that are more casual, the Covington restaurant feels upscale with good food and great prices. It's a winner. DiMartino's Covington, Marrero, Algiers, and Terrytown. DiMartino's dot com. Mandeville Seafood has been a local favorite, serving their house-made roast beef poor boys, seafood poor boys, and even a French fry poor boy in a fast, casual environment. Here is an extensive menu of salads and sandwiches and fried seafood, baskets and platters, as well as sides like stuffed artichokes, meat pies and jalapeno cheese bites, and we love the very attentive service here at Mandeville Seafood Restaurant and Market, celebrating 25 years. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are eight to four weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482 4815 Conti Street. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are seldom what they seem.
2: Ah yes, so very very true. Let's go to Steve.
7: I'll solve your potato chip problem.
2: Oh, please do. Please do.
7: Grab a bag of Zaps.
2: <laughs> You've not had my potato chips, I'm telling you. I am I was until today killing it with fresh cut potato chips. Killing I'm sure it. they're
7: I'm sure they're they can be real good, but Goodness gracious. Zaps are to me the best store bought and uh it's just too easy, too tasty, too and I personally I love the plain, just plain zaps. We went to uh uh Old Rail. Okay. On uh yeah. Gerard Street.
2: Yeah. Very
7: impressed. It was my first time there. Uh
2: Okay, Steve. Ver- I've been suspecting this for a while. I've been suspecting what? this for a while, but now you have simply verified <laughs> it.
7: Uh oh. Okay.
2: You and I and Tom, with the exception of drive-through crawfish, uh-huh. have completely different taste. Okay. That's probably Remember, true. I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know if you've ever heard this. But someone called up Tom once, and I loved it. I thought it was <laughs> it was hilarious, and it's so very true because everyone's taste is different. But a woman called up, and she said, "Tom, or it was a guy maybe," and said, "Tom, uh, I keep going to these places that you're recommending, and I don't like them, and I just don't believe that they're good." And he goes, "Well, why don't you tell me some of the places that you go?" And then that person named all these places that Tom wouldn't be caught dead. And he goes, right. okay, I've got a solution here. When I recommend a place, don't go there.
7: Uh-huh. And okay. when I
2: complain about a place, you go there. And you can still use this show. You just have to use it in reverse. So I finally, the old so you rail like, tip,
7: you, didn't, you didn't like old rail?
2: I think old rail is one of those places that, and I really like the guy. I really do like him personally. I like him personally. But um, there are maybe just a a handful of places that were places that like less than a handful that I just, it's beyond my ability to go. Like Landry's Landry's at the lakefront.
7: I agree with that.
2: Friends. The old friends. Oh, that okay. was the
7: worst restaurant
2: yeah. service ever, wise, ever, and- ever. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and even after they spent all that money to redo the building, it's like, hey, there's the person in the kitchen. You need to think about that too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I remember thinking, wow, this is really bad. And then I, and then he said, my old college friend is in the kitchen. And I'm thinking, okay. So is that like his qualification? <laughs> because yeah, okay. it should be a little bit more stringent than that. So I love the guy. I love the place. I hate the food enough to never go.
7: Really? Okay. All right. I mean, what, now that, I haven't. You know, now, I
2: haven't been in a while. Maybe he did replace his college roommate. You know, but yeah. now, but I've that not old been motivated. It was his
7: college to roommate.
2: I think it was something like that.
7: I think. It was yeah. Something like that. Okay. Well. I had their uh, their prime rib pork, which mm-hmm. was very good. Uh-huh. Um, my wife had their crawfish yaya ya pasta. And mm-hmm. when, I, when I say very good, I'm not – you know, you're 90 percent. Right, right, right. I would put them in the 70 to 90 percent. I wouldn't put them as great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, value-wise, good. Uh, ambiance in the place it was fun we sat out on the patio yeah it's a cute
2: place i like it mm-hmm. uh
7: the the food wasn't you know spectacular mm-hmm. it wasn't um Impostato's north shore or uh yeah. you yeah. know that that quality but uh-huh. uh it works. i thought Even it you know, like
2: though it works it works yeah. yeah yes
7: so uh and then saturday night my wife and i made butter beans in mm-hmm. the in the uh, Instapot. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness, they were almost as good as Pontchartrain, Poor Boys.
2: Those are good. I do like those. Now yes. do you like the cornbread? Do you like their cornbread, which is probably eh. right out of a it's probably right eh. out of a box or well, something, but I like
7: it. Susan makes Susan makes better cornbread than they do by a long shot.
2: Okay, it's hers. cornmeal hers cornmealy or cakey? Is it cornmeal-y or cakey? Hers
7: Jiffy corn mix. With I think that's
2: really good.
7: I, with, I do good. too. With, she puts a can of Mexican corn in the two two boxes of Jiffy corn mix. Gets the mm-hmm. uh, ha- She has a square iron skillet. She puts mm-hmm. that in the oven with a little bit of oil in the bottom till it's sizzling hot. Pours the cornbread. Mix in there with the corn and two eggs, and 25 minutes later, we have the best cornbread I've ever had. No, no
2: jalapeno, no cheese. Sometimes,
7: sometimes we'll put jalapeno, but not uh, always. Okay. Uh, okay. Never, never cheese. Uh-huh. But uh, some, like I say, sometimes she'll do half jalapeno, half not. Uh, you know, but. It, I'm sorry. Just the cornbread, I, that jiffy is outstanding. And it is.
2: Now, the, you know what I say that I say that, but maybe I have to go back and try it because it's been a very long time, and I'm still smarting from my meatloaf sandwich. So maybe yeah, I yeah, I'm go kind back of
7: surprised at that, but I, that. I didn't put I didn't put as high a uh, expectations on it as you did yeah. so yeah. i, I don't really think like i'd it. be disappointed but uh you yeah. never know like you're absolutely right about your taste change and
2: yeah, they do. all of that kind of thing okay so i'm gonna go back to old rail because i i feel i feel bad because i really like that guy saying that about the place but it is one of those places where even though i would really like hanging out at the place the food is is it's over the line? Like I can't do it. There's too many other places I can do where the food's better. I'd rather do that. But I feel like I, I need to go try it again. And I'm gonna bake some jiffy cornbread because I yeah we also I'm
7: we wanted to, to try food. um ham bones but they closed too early. Mm-hmm. That's a, another place that I haven't been yet that I want to try. And then what's that? Uh, the artisan kitchen? They're closed till the end mm-hmm. of May
2: close to the end of may yeah hmm
7: that's odd i was you know what, they might be out of that. the
2: country or something maybe they're out of i the don't country. know
7: they said they're coming back with a totally new menu ah, huh. uh we, cuz we called to see if they were going to be mm-hmm. open
2: i wonder if and it's the same people i don't know i hope so huh. because okay.
7: the interview i heard with them it sounded like it was a very interesting place to go i like places that you know, you're not gonna see the same things on the menu that you And thought,
2: Saganaki, but... yes. Who's got Saganaki? Huh. Right,
7: right. And I don't want to go to a place where I've seen, you know, thirty five other restaurants virtually yeah. to copy the menu.
2: Well, Steve, if they if something happened you didn't get over there soon enough. That's it. You're right. Blame yourself. Look right in the mirror.
7: I'm gonna blame COVID.
2: <laughs> Everybody else does for everything else. You know, hand bone I'm 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 Huh. I don't know. I'm uh I was gaga over Hambone at first. And and I'm still I'm still thinking about that 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 chicken fried steak which was a big disappointment. And I did like the hand pie that we had though. That was really good. So, I don't know. I'm 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 withering in my effusive Excitement over ham bone. I still think it's very good. I still think he's a really good chef. But my last visit there, I was thinking, eh, you know, I don't know. There's some places that are just weird, you know, and and yeah. and well, that's not a that's, bad thing. Sometimes that's a that's really what good. I was thing. Say.
7: That's what I want to go someplace that it's yeah. not.
2: Yes, you know, yes.
7: it's it's so yeah. far from cookie cutter that they're okay. going to make some mistakes sometimes. You know.
2: Yes. So I would say that you should definitely go to Hambone because Hambone is definitely not in the mainstream. It's not right. in the mainstream. And I have had some meals at Hambone that have just blown my mind, great. Okay? Okay. And and I think that it's but it's but it's a weird place. It's a weird place. And then the the other place Pyre which Started it off stumbling, I would say.
7: Okay. It was was they they kinda whipped it together
2: this. And now I really feel like they've hit a stride. And it's weird. It's definitely not your mainstream stuff, but it's really interesting and now really good.
7: You know, the, the Mexican restaurants around here, the El Paso. The first few times I went there, I went, "This is pretty good. It's very reasonable." And mm-hmm. I've kind of gotten to a point where they're almost uh, ponchos to me. they I just don't.
2: Wait, well, El Paso, really? Yeah.
7: Really? Yeah. I'm. Huh. You know, uh, I would rather go to George's or. Um. Oh, uh, Coretta's, you know, so much more than El Paso. You know, El Paso's just, I don't know, I just think it's uh, too Uh, much of a kitchen throwing the stuff out.
2: mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, I don't feel one way or the other about it because we have our Coretta thing, and our Coretta thing is our Coretta thing. Yeah, we're um, that way about uh, George's.
7: For one thing, it's so uh-huh. convenient to our house. And second, you know, we think it's very good. Okay. So, you know, you're not crazy hmm. about George's?
2: I, I haven't been to George's in a long time. I haven't been to George's. Would you say, Henry? I haven't been to George's in a long time. Yeah. Well. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right,
7: go ahead. What? I was just gonna try it. It's I I you know like just about everything they do, and a lot of times they'll have mole. So tell Tom.
2: I know that's why Tom. uh, That's why Tom loves El Paso because if it's got mole, you're there. Yeah,
7: I I don't think they're. I think their mole is okay, but they do always have mole.
2: Not something I would eat anyway. You know.
7: Yeah, I I Um, don't. I mean. If it's good. I like my I like chocolate
2: it. with whipped cream.
7: <laughs> okay. That's it. Uh you know. I will I'll try my their mole curse. like every fourth or fifth time, you know, if at a place that has a good mole. Yeah. But I think yeah. I'll pass those mole is just okay.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. So. Okay. Well, you know, Coretta it's like it's like Coretta is such a thing with us that we just don't need to go any further. We've been to George's. Oh, have you been to that Chewy's place, C-H-U-Y? No, but I've heard some
7: good things. My my neighbor, that was one of the things we were talking about last night, maybe going to.
2: Okay, I wanna hear your report on that, okay? Okay.
7: I wanna
2: hear your report. It might be a little while,
7: because, you know.
2: That's okay, because you got bone and Pyre before that.
7: Yes, absolutely.
2: Yes, So you people do not take your mission seriously.
7: No, no. I don't. <laughs> I the the food show's not picking up my tab either.
2: That's true. And it's not so, going to either. All right. I didn't so think take so. Care. Didn't
7: didn't count Bye. on it. Later.
2: Okay. Bye. Five five six nine six nine six. I forgot to ask Steve an important question that I had for him, which was what time does drive through crawfish start allowing you to drive through tomorrow? Because Tom has a a uh, music lesson in that neighborhood and i was gonna go drive through and get some crawfish because uh i wish i hadn't started with the dip i wish i hadn't because it's just crazy good it's just crazy good and i i said to myself i wasn't gonna make any more so i made some for mary lee's boyfriend and i didn't keep any for myself but i did keep some for tom And I got a little bit hungry on Saturday around lunch. So I took the two pieces of focaccia from, where was that? I don't even remember, but we had some focaccia and I made some crostini, focaccia crostini. If Tom was here, he'd say, that's an Italian actor. And I don't want to say anything like Tom because then I'll be afraid I'll get to be like Tom, but focaccia crostini is is a name Tom would love. So I made some of that and I heated up the crawfish dip and I thought, oh God, this is so good. So I think I'm gonna to have to go back now and get some more and make some more of that crawfish dip. Also, I have some more sour cream left. So you know, the seventh grade haircut, I have to go buy some uh, cream cheese and make some more of that crawfish dip. Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. We'll be back after the top of the hour news. For more food talk. I'm trying to remember now where I got that, f- f- that focaccia. I'm going to have to really think about that. 3 o'clock, WGSO New Orleans. We'll be back Comfort, this food show.
9: Join me, BJ Rust, every weekday at 6 p.m. for the Something to Say radio show right here on WGSO 990 AM,
4: New Orleans, Louisiana. Action when asked in New Hampshire about going down to the U.S.-Mexico border. Harris is meeting with the president of Guatemala virtually as the White House continues to struggle with the surge of illegal immigration. Daniel Garza is the president of the Libra Group, which is based down in Texas and deals with immigration. He tells Fox News.
0: Like all other Americans, we're frustrated as to what's going on. Um, you you know, During, during
10: uh, the campaign, candidate Biden uh, talked about the border issue like he had all the answers and he gets into office, and it turns out his strategy was not being Trump. That's not
4: a good strategy. More than 5 million Americans haven't shown up to get their second COVID-19 vaccination dose. The 5 million people account for roughly 8% of those who have received the first dose of the two-shot vaccines. USA Radio News. Schools are opening.
6: So much opportunity to share not just memories of 2020, but germs. Worrying about your child bringing a cold or flu home is a thing of the past. Today, we have to be concerned about COVID. That's why you need to be sure your kids are protected in their school with the one-of-a-kind patented Safe Air Network equipment that continuously decontaminates not only air, but all surfaces. 99.9% decontamination in three minutes to begin with, and then continuously so if any of the air or surfaces get recontaminated, no worries. Safe Air Network is not only the only system that cleans air and surfaces, it's chemical-free and 100%. Percent safe to use in an occupied room. The equipment is plug and purify, the easiest equipment to use as soon as it is received. Contact Safe Air Network now at SafeAirNetwork.com. That's SafeAirNetwork.com.
4: The Justice Department announced it will launch a broad civil rights investigation into the practices of the Louisville Police Department. Attorney General Merrick Garland making that announcement more than one year after the shooting of Breonna Taylor in her home. Regarding Taylor being shot by police, Ted Williams, former D.C. homicide detective, tells Fox News.
7: This seems to be the one in Louisville, the investigation there, seemed to be predicated on the Breonna Taylor case. But I got to tell you, in the Brianna Taylor case, the, uh, what the police officers did, I believe, was reasonable. They came to serve a search warrant. During the course of serving the search warrant, Brianna Taylor's uh, bro- uh, boyfriend opened fire on them, and, they, and one of the officers was wounded. They wound up returning fire. And sadly, Brianna Taylor was killed.
4: For the first time in more than a year, the Los Angeles Unified School District is opening back up. You're listening to USA Radio News.
7: The European
4: Union is planning to open travel for vaccinated Americans.
8: Americans who are vaccinated against COVID will soon be able to travel to Europe, according to a top EU official. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen told the New York Times Sunday that lifting restrictions will depend on conditions in the United States, but those who are fully vaccinated are expected to be able to travel to the continent this summer, though she did not lay out an exact timeline. Non-essential travel to the EU has been banned since the beginning of the pandemic last March. White House Senior Advisor for COVID Response Andy Slavitt tells CNN that the news shows that the rest of the world is watching the success of the U.S.'s
10: vaccination program. They're looking at the U.S., they're looking at the success of our vaccination program, they're looking at the reduction in...
0: Tonight thunderstorms on the way around or two. Of the thunderstorm activity could prove to be strong with damaging winds, hail, and possibly an isolated tornado. That round comes in late tonight through early in the morning tomorrow. A spotty leftover storm or two possibly through the morning or midday hours, becoming partly cloudy and improving. Overnight lows 72 the afternoon tomorrow, low eighties. Near sixty, with a drier air mass coming in Sunday. A sunny afternoon feels better too, with the high close to eighty. Rough Sanji, WGSO.
1: At Social Security, we are always thinking of ways to save you time and make things easier. That's why we created My Social Security. A My Social Security account allows you to access your earnings history and benefits information, request a replacement Social Security card, get a proof of income letter, estimate and apply for benefits, and more. Save time. Go online. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow.
2: Yes indeed, that music means it is time for hour number two of the Tom Worst Food Show here on a beautiful Monday, the last one in April. Wow. I just continue to marvel about the same thing over and over again, which is how fast time is flying. That's a question that Henry's probably thinking about this week. It's his birthday, so don't forget to say happy birthday to Henry when you call. It is on Thursday, so... uh <clears throat> Let's make sure we have Henry feel the love. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. You're going to Antoine's, right, Henry? You're going to celebrate your birthday at Antoine's?
4: I am. I am. And right. let me staple this on here. You do not have to wish me a happy birthday. But it's very sweet of you, Marianne. I appreciate no, it. No,
2: no, no. No, I insist everyone likes to be special on their birthday this is the way i celebrate a birthday is like we do stuff over and over again you know so my kids call it the birthday festival so henry's going to have a birthday festival this week so even though it's thursday start telling him that now 5569696 is the number well the problem is henry i don't know how many people are going to call so you know maybe no one will wish you a happy birthday but i do hope that they do i uh, called henry said while i was in the last minute or two of the last hour said i could hear you texting so i was texting connor mullen over at yaya's comfort kitchen in harahan he's an adorable young man who trained under frank brightson and has a restaurant serving delicious comfort food it is right by uh it's it's if you if you're driving david drive heading toward the river and you could keep driving straight but you can't because the road curves but you're looking at hickory that's where his restaurant is it's right at the very dead end of hickory and um he does you know he has a special fried chicken and i know that because of the way he cooks that he probably has a lot of experience with um frying things and he's cute you know a nice nice adorable little guy and i just thought you know we would we would see if he wanted to talk on the radio so he does but about eggs and not oil and we did have an interesting conversation though off the air about things that he's discovered about oil but he said that frank brightson is the guy that can tell you about how enzymes change in oil so i have to email frank brightson and see if we can get him to talk about uh what happened with my potato chips and how my wonderful streak of top-notch potato chips has crashed and burned today and i know that it has something to do with the oil sitting out or maybe what they were fried, what was fried in there just the one time before that five five six nine six nine six today's pretzel day National Pretzel Day. I think we talked about the kinds of pretzels that people like. Um, when I was growing up, we ate those stick pretzels, which are fine. They're a little too thin, but um, they, make little, uh, they make good appetizers, if you are of the appetizer sort where you um don't want to invest a lot of effort in making an appetizer. You know, cut a piece of sausage, stick a pretzel in it, there you go. That's not to say that it's bad. It's actually good. I mean, you know, what could be wrong with a sausage and a piece and a and a pretzel? That's that's pretty great stuff. But um I don't really care for those stick pretzels so much. The ones that are actually a pretzel are better. And I never eat pretzels, again, except on an airplane, which I haven't been on in a very long time. Mike is here. Let's talk to Mike.
10: Hello. Hello. I want to talk to you about oil.
2: Oh, please. All
10: right. I can't say with any degree of certainty that the reason you had the second experience with the chips was because you had previously used the oil. What I can say is a couple of things. I grew up, going back a long time ago, I grew up in a family that when they deep fried, especially if they deep fried like French fries, they would actually say that potatoes purified the oil. Hmm. And if they did French fries, they would save that oil, and they would reuse it to fry something like fish, maybe, where they wouldn't save it and and reuse it again. But there have been so many myths about what are healthy fats and what are unhealthy fats. Mm-hmm. And one of the myths was that if monounsaturated fats were good for you, then polyunsaturated fats had to be better for you. And the theory being less saturated fat and you know the whole thing about clogging up mm-hmm. arteries and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, all of that has been turned upside down. I mean, now even right. saturated fats are considered to be healthy. if they consume. It's about
2: your omegas.
10: Right. But this is the thing about cooking with oils, especially polyunsaturated oils like safflower oil and maybe to some degree canola oil, is that when you heat it, you are changing it chemically, you're oxidating it, and the end result of that is you're creating free radicals. And free radicals are a very unhealthy thing to consume. I mean everybody mm-hmm. knows about the concerns about hydrogenated fats, and mm-hmm. I think this is not as well known that heated oils do not do well for the human body, and nobody fries in olive oil nobody's going to fry because it's too expensive you know I mean you just don't do that well, yeah, you don't,
2: it's got a, it's got a, the wrong smoke point too
10: yeah you don't generally you don't generally fry in monounsaturated oils you might fry in Saturated oil, like coconut oil, but even that is, is relatively uncommon compared to regular canola oil. You know, back in the day, it was cottonseed oil. That when when you bought Western mm-hmm. oil, it was basically cottonseed oil. Yes. Mm-hmm. But from I would just say, from both a health and a gourmet perspective, reusing oil is a bad idea. It's just really a bad idea, and uh, I know they do it in restaurants. I mean, I understand all that. You know, we don't need a whole lot of deep fried foods around here in the house, but when we do, I use the oil one time and I discard it, and I got so, no. So
2: it's the reheating of oil and not the original. Like like, what happens to it when you do it the first time? I mean, are you not releasing? I yeah. actually
10: think you are to some degree. Okay, okay. Now, but just I, I, less
2: so, okay.
10: I, yeah, I'm, not, I'm okay. not a chemist, okay? I, I really okay. am not. I, mm-hmm. I researched this going back about 40 years ago because I fell for the myth of polyunsaturated fats. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was going to health food stores and buying bottles of Hain saffron oil thinking I was doing myself some good, you know? Mm-hmm. And this was long before anybody knew what the Mediterranean diet was all about. Right. So mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about ancient history nutritionally here, just like people thought marjoram was preferable to butter. You know, I mean, so many myths regarding healthy fats and unhealthy fats. But well, I'm obsessive
2: think, about my omegas.
10: I am. Yeah, That's I, the I big think thing. I, I, from, just from a completely lay perspective, I would say that you're minimizing your risk using fresh oil one time and discarding it. Whereas the reuse of that oil, especially the re- reuse of that oil multiple times, you're increasing the potential negative health aspects from that oil because free radicals are nothing you want to mess with. You know, I mean that. A, I think there's a lot of speculation that free radicals are contributors to. Oh,
2: answer. it's the inflammation aspect, yeah. Mike. I have yeah. to tell you something. This is your second call where you have poo pooed something and i want to tell you that you have now joined a club okay you had already joined the club but now you're moving higher in you might be you're, you're moving toward the grand pooh of that club okay where there are only there are only two other people in that club and i'm going to tell you who they are uh, one is duke La cicero uh-huh. who ruined farm-raised fish for me Okay, and now I always have to ask, is it farm raised or not? Because his words can't get out of my brain now. Okay, that's the first. He is the he is the charter member of this club. The second person in this club is Don, the gourmet neighbor who ruined rotisserie chicken for me and my dog. Okay, rotisserie Maybe. supermarket chicken. And you, Mike, are the third person in well, they, this club.
10: They, they, didn't Don say something negative about microwave food?
2: Well, what I don't microwave anyway. My bro- oh, I find, okay. So my brother is also in that club. He ruined microwaving for me years what, ago.
10: Okay. What, what is the deal about microwave that seems to be so undesirable? That because I, I, I've wondered about that. I know it's not probably the healthiest way to cook, but
2: it's the radiation I mean, it was- aspect of it.
10: Oh, okay. All okay. right.
2: So he he uh, killed that for me a long time ago before duke ever told me about the farm raised fish but this is now your second call okay yeah. the first one was you ruined all of my old food for me and, <laughs> and and when i used let me tell you what i was paranoid about my crawfish dip because i i used this bunch of crawfish from the the drive through go place that I had forgotten it sat out all night, and I was vexing so much over it because of that call that you made. So well, then I.
10: Marianne, all I'm going <laughs> to tell you is what Tom said for 40 years <laughs> when in doubt, throw it out.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, so now you're calling me about oil, and I'm just saying, okay, you are <laughs> definitely looking to be the bah of this this undesirable group. I just want to let you know.
10: I've going I've gone <gasps> through a lot of sta- a lot of stages in my life with my relationship with food, okay? Mm-hmm. And to give to give you an example, I was never a vegan, vegan whatever it's called, but mm-hmm. I was a vegetarian for 10 years from 1975 to 1985. Now, that was not popular back then. I mean, you you know, if you told somebody you were veg, vegetarian back in those days, they looked at you like you were a freak, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been a learning process, and I haven't been a, a vegetarian for 30 years. So I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was just a stage that I went yeah. through. Uh-huh. But I've, I've picked up some valuable information over the years because of my interest, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just when I heard you talking about the oils and how good the oil looked and how, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Like I said, people used to fry potatoes because they claimed it purified the oil for whatever came next, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, I didn't think, know that.
10: I think if you just do a little bit of, of Googling with free radicals and heating oils, you, you will see that what I'm saying is pretty, pretty okay. substantiated. And I think for, purely from a, <sighs> from a flavor point of view, the fresher the oil, the always the final product's going to be better.
2: Okay. Well, I'm going to thank you for it, not meaning it at all. Because now, <laughs> now, I have another thing to worry about when I do my favorite thing in the world, which is fresh cut potatoes fried. That's the only. Judge. That's actually the only thing I eat fried. I mean, I really have a thing about eating fried foods. I don't really eat them.
10: What, and, about, frying and, a, what about frying in a coconut oil?
2: Let me tell you, I've done coconut. Have you ever done that? Have you ever done it? I I do popcorn and coconut oil. Okay, I'm going to tell you coconut oil has a point at which it starts smoking and smelling horrible and it's about the smoke point but I would imagine that that same thing that you just said about the heating of oil applies to any oil now listen I am absolutely not a canola oil you've heard me say this a lot on the show the American diet and its relationship between Omega threes and omega sixes is really bad. Like it's a sixteen right. to one ratio when it should be one to one. So um, and so, I try to eat really healthy. I mean, my nut obsession. You know, there are squirrels cursing me all over the place because I'm eating up all the the nuts because of the omega threes. But but I do have this weakness for fresh cut fries and chips. Well, and, let, um, let me
10: tell you. I think I think a reasonable compromise. I called you a while back, and I don't know what provoked me to talk about the, uh, the glycemic index of white potatoes. And you know, right? Yes, You, of course, you knew of what course. I was talking about. And you yeah, I do. I'm
7: nutrition.
10: You said to me, "Are you not going to eat them?" I said, "No, I eat them. I eat them, and when yeah. I do eat them, I enjoy yeah. them. But I know yeah. what I'm eating, okay? Right? And I, think, I do too. I think, yeah. I think the thing about the oils is, go ahead and use, go ahead and fry your potatoes. Just use fresh oil.
2: You know, okay. I don't. I don't okay.
10: think you're gonna do yourself any real harm eating fried potatoes once in a while if you use fresh oil. Okay.
2: But if well, you're know, you one of these people that keeps
10: while. it in a coffee can and uses it three or <laughs> four times, then I think you're gonna
2: have problems. Well, I find this kind of a fascinating question. Like, I'm trying to figure out what it was that changed the oil this way because i used the last batch of oil i used it for crawfish boulets i probably killed myself now that i'm now that you said what you said i reused it like four times you know so um i'm gonna I, i i'm just curious as to what it was in this particular oil i wonder if it was maybe flour residue from the from the um tortillas? I don't know what it was, but it was really different.
10: It it may not have been the oil at all. It may have been the potatoes themselves, because, I mean, they they tell you all the time that if the potatoes have a certain starch level, you know, if you scratch the skin and there's green underneath, I think they're going to do the very thing that you experience. You know, you you have to have potatoes that, I don't know what the ratio between starch and sugar is, but clearly if you scratch the skin on an Idaho potato, you see green. Those potatoes are not going to fry as desirably as one that doesn't. There's something okay. about the potato itself that changes because of that. So okay. you know, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even for 100% certain say that your your experience was due to the to the reused oil. But I think reusing oil is worthwhile not to do simply because of the, the potential you know
3: okay. negatives
10: associated with it. Okay. But, uh, you know, so I, I think when you talk to Frank Bryson, he will be able to tell you why it happened. Well, that's, yeah, that's you what know. I'm
2: expecting. Yeah, somebody who does it yeah. all the time. Okay, Mike, this is strike two for you. One more strike. You, cannot, right. you cannot ruin another thing for me, okay? Talk to you later. All right. Bye. bye. 556 five, nine, six, nine, six. We'll be back after these messages.
5: Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are eight to four weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294 4815 Conti Street. People always ask us, what's the best new restaurant? And lately that's an easy one. Chifuncta's in Madisonville is not only the best new restaurant, it's in a class by itself. Bright, airy dining rooms with great views of the Chifuncta River offer a glamorous dining experience. Chef Michael Gottlieb's kitchen turns out delicious food. There's a great wine list, craft cocktails, and impeccable service. Preserve your own unique dining experience. Chifunctas. The best meals always start with the best ingredients. If you're cooking seafood, the best ingredients are at Mandeville Seafood. All local fish, Louisiana shrimp, oysters, crab, crawfish, wild salmon, and dungeness crabs. With a little notice, Mandeville Seafood can get anything in the seafood universe you may want to try. And it's crawfish season. Having a boil? Bring your ice chest to Mandeville Seafood. Celebrating 25 years. You make me feel so young.
2: Yes, indeedy. 556-9696 five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. Oh, man, I hate it when something I love gets ruined like that. But um, but I guess I'll get over it. I shouldn't be eating all those fried foods anyway. And uh, and I, I was I was off of fried foods for such a long time because of that, and it's, it's traumatic to, to have to give them up, especially in a place like Louisiana. We never did finish talking about pretzels. Pretzels were stick pretzels. I like the, the regular pretzel shape. And I just feel like pretzels shouldn't be made sweet. Does anybody else agree with that? Pretzels are a salty snack. my mind and I don't want to push the boundaries where they get dipped in yogurt or dipped in chocolate if you are a pretzel eater and eat them that way tell me why tell me how you discovered the goodness of that and what is your particular proclivity chocolate yogurt or something else five five six nine six nine six do you eat pretzels as sticks or in the pretzel shape do you like pretzels at all and how about pretzel buns pretzel buns are pretty good i like them well enough I like them in a slider more than an actual big burger i don't know it seems like a smaller small is better if you're talking about a pretzel bun Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six. I'll finish reading what Tom said. The most common pretzels were sticks sold in small rectangular boxes for a nickel. Boy, he's really dating himself. Now the traditional pretzel shape, which was supposed to represent a boy's arms when at prayer. I've never heard that. The story has it that the original pretzels were the reward for learning one's prayers. See, so you learned some stuff, huh? I, I, That's why I'm so fascinated by Tom's almanac. These dominate the pretzel market. Soft pretzels, long a street food in New York City and elsewhere have become more widely available, especially in food courts, in malls and airports. They're made of a bread dough that doesn't rise very much and so has a dense texture. They're habit forming. Tom has thought for a long time that pretzels are long overdue to turn up in the bread baskets of restaurants trying to offer something a little different best pretzel out there absolutely without a doubt best pretzel out there especially of the soft variety is at brett's y'all that is one humdinger of a good pretzel uh, very surprising to see one turn up in new orleans but that is a good one not to be missed you know there's something about um about pretzels in New York City mm-hmm. in the cold. It's like the chestnuts roasting on an open fire. The pretzel guys with their carts is almost a logo for New York City. Cause you see the, you smell them, you see the smoke against the cold air. And then there's the hot pretzel. Our son used to be a really big on those hot pretzels from the pretzel carts in New York City, but um, I was never a huge fan of that, any more so than the roasting of chestnuts, which have a certain romantic allure, but um, in reality, not so much. But the all pretzel, definitely not to be missed if you are going over to eat the German food there. And even if you're not and just craving a pretzel, swing in and have one of those. Those are stupendously good. The Edible Dictionary Word. What, Tom? It's a huge. Tom has dropped in for a sec. Hi. It's really something. The Edible Dictionary Word of the day today. Brought to you by Dorignax, one of the top 20 regional supermarkets of all time. The edible dictionary word is jerky. <laughs> Which could be used as an adjective, but in this case is a noun. Thin slices of salted dried meat, most often beef. Needing no refrigeration, taking up little space and not weighing much beef jerky could be carried by people who needed to travel long distances through areas where food might be at a premium. It's most closely associated with American cowboys who got the idea from their Mexican predecessors in the West. The name is a slurring of the Spanish word for the process charqui. Jerky was often dried over a wood fire and picked up a smoky flavor. It has now become a staple snack food for some people. It's also featured in barbecue festivals and competitions. They make barbecue often these guys. They make jerky out of meats that went a little too long in the smoker. You know, this morning I bought a brisket last week and am um, and am amy yes at the anchor yes that was fantastic uh we tom come sit down and talk about your steak today which was super good and also about our visit to the anchor which was also super good but um i thought about stan who's gonna call us on wednesday when i went to go buy some charcoal I've been looking. I'm going to get to the brisket story. i do another cliffhanger because I don't really have time to get into this. It's time for the bottom of the hour news from the Louisiana Radio Network. And we'll be back to talk about brisket and smoking and hardwood charcoal after these. Well, actually, after the news, it's 3.30.
6: Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. New Orleans Senator and Democrat Troy Carter will be the next congressman for the 2nd Congressional District after beating fellow New Orleans Senator and Democrat Karen Carter-Peterson 55-45 in Saturday's special election. James E. Analytics pollster John Cuvion says Peterson's decision to accuse Carter of being a Trump conservative likely backfired.
3: I don't think it got the Peterson campaign any more votes, but it certainly sent a smoke signal to Republicans as to who the more preferred candidate was between the two.
6: Voter turnout for the runoff was 17%, and Hall of Fame Baylor's women's basketball coach Kim Mulkey has accepted an offer to helm LSU's struggling women's program. The voice of the Lady Tigers, Patrick Wright, believes Mulkey can make LSU a winner quickly. You
7: know, with the fan support that's about to happen, and uh, a coach with the expertise and talent evaluation skills, I think within a couple years, LSU's going to be a very serious contender to be at the top again.
6: Mulkey has three national titles to her name, LRN. There are new forms of the
8: coronavirus, just what we needed, right? Yeah. So we wondered, are we doing enough to protect ourselves and our son? Turns out we are, because things like well-fitted
6: masks, six feet of space, avoiding crowds, all of that still works. And getting vaccinated, you know, when it's our turn. COVID may not be letting up, but neither are we. We can do this. Learn more at cdc.gov coronavirus. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
8: Hey, it's me, Gus the
6: Gopher for Atmos Energy.
8: I dig all around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and get a headache. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. So call 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. It's free, and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com 811.
9: Over the last 75 years, New Orleans has gone through many changes, and so has WGSO. From our early beginnings in 1946, broadcasting from the Jung Hotel, being home to Papa Stoppa in the 1950s, being a music station, talking biz radio to in Easy New Orleans style, you, our loyal listeners, have been here every step of the way with WGSO. It's now our 75th anniversary, and we are so proud to have you here with us to celebrate. So we're going to celebrate all year long to show our gratitude to you and make 2021 our most successful year yet. And we will also continue to bring programs that appeal to people of all backgrounds. So from all of us at WGSO, we want to say thank you for making us the community voice of the Crescent City. I get Misty just holding your hand.
2: Yes, 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 Five, five, six, nine, six, nine, six is the number. I saw a brisket at the store with a great price, and I decided, okay, I'm going to use the Big Green Egg. By the way, I forgot to tag the Basil's Ace Hardware spot and say that grilling is not all they have over at Basil's Ace Hardware. It is also your boiling headquarters they have their uh washers they have their boilers they have uh the rocket pots which is the the hot special one that makes it faster they have their coolers burners trying to think of everything else that's involved with boiling anything you need for boiling go to basil's ace hardware same is true of grilling and i was wishing that i was closer to basil's ace hardware because i tried to find royal oak hardwood charcoal but it took a while to find it and i finally did but i was thinking while i was looking for it boy where's stand what i needed he's making his own hardwood charcoal which I'm reminded of that because of the jerky, where you just let something go dry, dry, dry until it becomes something other than what it started as. But um, I have this brisket in the in the refrigerator, which I have to do pretty soon. And I decided that I'm going to do a full-blown barbecue. <sighs> and now that Mike just said what he said, I'm I'm thinking I'm not gonna do onion rings because I'm in this frying mood and now I'm feeling feeling bad about it um i'm gonna do some uh well not fresh but from scratch uh baked beans i've got beans that are probably too old to do well with them but um white beans and we'll boil them and then make real baked beans and i've got the coleslaw fixins already here and now i've got the brisket so i've got the big green egg and the the hardwood charcoal is wet because it got rained on and this is the same it's you an idea of when i say we don't cook much here this will give you an idea of how little we do cook here uh, the bag of charcoal that i bought right after nicole dorignac joined the show, which was actually, she was original to the show. It's been almost a year. So this goes back to last summer. We bought that bag of charcoal. Still a third of it is here. And now it's wet because of all the rain we've been having. So I had to go buy some new charcoal and took me forever to find it. And I was just thinking, boy, I wish that I knew how to make that charcoal like Stan does. I'll get him to send me some of his homemade charcoal. 5569696 is the number. I am going to do brisket, but now I don't really feel like eating brisket because the brisket that we had over the weekend from Anchor was so spectacular that I'm a a little tanked on brisket for the moment. So I don't know. Maybe I'll freeze part of it and do like a Jewish brisket in the oven or something. 5569696, the city park, our city park, this is the birthday, let's see, I'm going to go back, try to find what I was looking for, which is, oh yes, it's the birthday today in 1822 of Frederick Olmsted. he was the father of large natural city parks, starting with New York Central Park. Our own city park was developed along Olmsted's principles. An exception was made to Olmsted's design for Central Park when the Tavern on the Green was built in it. That restaurant, with sales of over 37 million a year, was the busiest independent restaurant in America until it went bust and closed in 2009 I know I've told this story before but if you didn't if you heard it I'm sorry and if you didn't it's kind of a fun story um in 2008 my two children and I spent the summer in New York City where our daughter was enrolled in a program at the Fashion Institute of Technology we had an apartment there we lived there and it it pretty much finished me off on New York forever and ever. I mean, it's really traumatic for me to go back there even. So um, we did, Mary Lee and I did have dinner. It was 2008, so it was a year before they closed. We went to Tavern on the Park. It was not the first time we had been there. We went when the family was there at the turn of the century. And uh, we have this picture of us out on the Hudson with, or was it the East River? Maybe the East River, I don't know. Whichever one where the the Twin Towers were. I guess that's at the bottom, so it's like where both rivers come together. But anyway, the boat, we have a picture of the four of us in the boat with the Twin Towers in the background, and then about three months later, they were gone. So um, the uh, visit that we did that trip, we went to Tavern on the Park, and it was also the first trip where we had a Brazilian churrascaria experience because people were calling Tom. I think maybe they were calling about Fogo, I'm not sure. But anyway, we had become so curious about this Brazilian churrascaria experience that we went to one, let's see, it was in the 40s on the, maybe west side it was called churrascaria plataforma i'm going to have to i won't text loudly henry but i'm going to find out if it's still around we did we had our first brazilian churrascaria experience on that trip and also we went to tavern on the park and that was actually good cuz that was a long time before mary lee and i went which was the second time and the last time that we went and the the bill was like almost two hundred dollars for the two of us and it was terrible it was inedible and I actually called the manager over and I said look I can have a bad meal and that's okay but when I have a bad meal and it's this expensive I'm gonna ask you to reduce the bill because we didn't eat it because it wasn't good and I'm really upset about this amount of a bill And he did. I was really surprised by that. Mary Lou was horrified. She went to the bathroom and would not come back until he was gone. (laughs) And I can totally get that. But I was just horrified by that. It's like, you know, if, if if it's a great meal for not so much, that's like the best scenario. If it's a great meal and it's a lot of money, that's still fine. If it's a bad meal and a lot of money, not so good. If it's a bad meal and not much money, Still not good because you don't like not having a good meal, but not as bad as if it's really high. Five five six nine six nine six. our own park restaurant, which is uh, Ralph's on the Park, is actually quite good. And they do have a great Friday special. So if you haven't been over there to try that, you should. Five five six nine six nine six. our words to eat by today are from Catherine Whitehorn. A food is not necessarily essential just because your child hates it there was this book when my kids were brand new oh i remember it because they had a movie they did about it it was called what to expect when you're expecting and it was really the rage when my kids were born which was 30 years ago was this British author. And she was really hot at this time. And someone asked her about potato chips for kids. And she said, well, they start with potatoes, right? And at that time, people just kind of shrugged and went well you know she's right about that but that would be a horrifying thing now and i think she has not been as popular i don't know maybe because of saying things like that but i totally agree with that i mean you know if your kids will eat potato chips that's the only way they're going to eat potatoes and that's all they're going to eat then they're going to eat it you know words to drink by today from george burns it takes only one drink to get me drunk. The trouble is i can't remember if it's the 13th or the 14th <laughs> well in my case it's the first drink and that is it that's good enough to do it because we're not well tom's not much of a drinker anymore either but i'm not either i remember i remember when tom used to always say that waiters would size you up by your drink order when you come in and your service would be commensurate with the opinion they have on you formulated by you ordering iced tea or a drink i'm sure there's some truth to that and it's too bad for tom now because i've always been an iced tea drinker i've never liked the taste of alcohol but tom's always been a drinker and by drinker i don't mean a lot of drinks but you know a glass or two of wine or maybe a cocktail or something and he was always convinced that he would get better service from doing that and also he liked it you know but now that he's dining with me he's picked up my habits and um and doesn't drink i mean he's had a couple of experiences that have convinced him he probably shouldn't be drinking anymore and so um so he doesn't drink either so now we're both doing iced tea and i'm wondering if people are thinking that of poor tom fitzmorris now what he said about him um he would be drinking in, in his spirit i just want to let everybody know 5569696 we'll take a break can we'll be right back after these messages
5: have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town right down the highway from the excellent Keith young steakhouse is five girls and the food is very good casual fare here is a fantastic club sandwich with homemade potato chips a great Cuban good salads and the best red beans and rice we have ever had poor boys hamburgers and terrific fried seafood five girls 305 highway 21 in Madisonville 985-845-2348. 985-845-2348. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, don't ask me. I won't dance, Madame, with you.
2: Yes, indeed. 556 five, nine, six, nine, six is the number. Just 15 minutes left of the show. If you would like to talk to me, I'm here to do that with you. I'd love to talk to you about whatever it is that you're thinking about having to do with food, as Tom likes to say. If you've ever had anything to eat give us a call I, I guess he didn't specify good or bad i feel a little bit bad about what i said about the old rail i'm gonna have to go and check them out uh again um they have another place called um it's a gosh that's I'm I'm gonna I'm drawing a complete blank, and the reason I was thinking about it is that they serve pretzels there too. Barley Oak—that's the name of it. It's a beer place. I mean, the old rail is basically a brewery, so um, the food is. They've been open a while. They've been open, I want to say, six years Uh, because I remember when they opened. I went with a friend of mine. And then they opened Barley Oak, which is on the lakefront. And the only time, I've only been there once. It's an unusual place. It's all upstairs, but that's because it's on the lakefront. And I see Barley Oak every time we go to rest a while, which is odd because normally we don't go a weekend without going to rest a while. But now that the anchor is back open, we we can still go sit outside one of those two places. But I'm overdue to go back to uh, the old rail and see if the food is what I remember. And uh, and I I want to like it. I want to like it more. But it's not. You know, you get your get your habits and you you get settled in them, and and that's it. I was thinking that we hadn't gone to the lake house in a long time, which is a real favorite of ours. But they're not doing their buffet since um, COVID. I mean, it's it's kind of a buffet, but it's not a buffet. It's like, I, I don't know why, there's, why anybody, and a number of people are doing this, where it is a buffet, so you go to the buffet and you tell someone what you want, and then they pick it up for you and they put it on a plate. So you still get to choose what you want, but somebody else is serving you, which sort of nullifies the idea of a buffet to me. But anyway, so that's probably why we haven't been to Lacoste. Also the fact that uh, Rest a While is open and it's a different kind of food and they're not doing, neither are doing a buffet really. So anyway, we, but we are, we have to go back down there and, and try a couple of those places. 5569696 is the number. I was asking the question about pretzels. If you are a pretzel fan, what kind of pretzels do you like? And if you are a pretzel fan, where the salty snack has been dipped in something sweet, I guess to contrast it, what is that sweet thing that you like? And um, and why? I guess I mean I you know it doesn't seem like something that's a great idea to me, but then that's just me. So. If you have a propensity to eat pretzels that way, we would like to hear from you. The old kitchen sage says today, beer begets pretzels and vice versa. That's probably true. Um, I don't drink a lot of beer either, so I don't really know how true that is, but that's probably true. In 2006 today in Chicago, They passed their ban on foie gras in restaurants. The law was pushed by people who say that the process of raising ducks for foie gras, the fattened liver brought about by overfeeding the birds is inhumane. Tom has a different opinion on this than me who says that's true. This is widely disputed. Despite the law, some restaurants continued to serve foie gras and restaurants outside the city limits of Chicago, that never served the expensive delicacy before started selling a lot of it two years later the ban was struck down and the city has returned as tom says to its senses especially the sense of taste i was talking earlier about the uh, tavern on the green in new york city which i believe has reopened is that is that some fantasy of mine is that incorrect information or do you know if that is a fact or not because there's something in the back of my mind that makes me think that that did reopen but i'm i'm not sure about that it's not something that i would stay on top of new orleans figures today john james audubon was born in 1785 in what is now haiti he moved to France in his youth and began drawing birds, the art that made him famous. He came to the United States when he was 18, moving around the country for the rest of his life. He spent enough time in New Orleans that after the Cotton Centennial Exposition of 1884 closed, its site was named Audubon Park. There is a place that, um, he lived when he was here which is fabulous it's a fabulous place that is a part of a hotel group it's a very exclusive hotel group and it's um it's the it's the group it's called I think it's called New Orleans hospitality and they have some sort of eclectic hotels that are part of the group one is the Hotel Mazarin which I believe is right across the side street from the Royal Sinesta. And they have a couple of other places. If you've heard us talk about Agnes, I forget Agnes's last name, but she is one of their chefs in one of their restaurants, or maybe a corporate chef. But um, the place is on Dauphine. It's called the Audubon Cottages. And it is a really, it's like hidden away behind a wall and it's maybe four or five cottages. They're all one story and they are united by a path of walkways and of a fountain in the middle. And they have, you know, little outdoor gardens and you can stay there they're all part of this hotel and um the they're named the audubon cottages because he actually lived in one of those cottages when he was living here but you would never know that it's a hotel or anything else really because it is it's hidden behind this brick wall and you just walk by it and there's just a little plaque on the wall and it says the Audubon cottages. And I think if you stay there, you actually check in at the hotel. Gosh, I'm trying to think of the name of the hotel. It's on the corner of, we did an eat club there years ago. And um, the chef was, he was really good. And then he left town and he went to the Caribbean. And I'm not talking about the station six people I'm, I'm trying to think of his name, but I do remember, if anybody remembers this Eat Club, it was in um, the hotel on the corner of Dauphine and Iberville, I believe, or as Tom likes to say, Iberville. Um, you check in there and you stay at the Audubon Cottages, which are down the street a block, but it's really, uh, it's really a cool place. Food and music today is mashed potato time. It's a dance record by Dee Sharp. It hit number one on the pop charts today in 1962. To do the mashed potato, you pretend that a baked potato. <laughs> the reason that I'm, I'm even saying this is that the punchline is pretty amusing. And as I think about it. I'm, I'm picturing it, so I, I'm going to give you a little chuckle, too. To do the mashed potato, you pretend that a baked potato is on the floor and you're mashing it with your foot. Tom said he is not making this up because he actually did this dance on a 1960s television show for teens. Oh, gosh. You know what? I'm thinking about that show. I remember... I never did watch it because I wasn't into rock music when I was a teenager. I was I led a very sheltered life, but um, I do remember that there was a show like that and that people did want to get on it. But I don't remember the name of it. If you can, if you know the name of it and want to call up in the next minute or two, we're gonna we're kind of closing out the show. But um, whatever that was, Tom was actually on it, which I would love to see <laughs> because the idea of Tom dancing is always kind of amusing to me. I I can't imagine that. And um, we didn't even dance at our wedding because we didn't even bother to take the lessons to do it because we knew we would embarrass ourselves. So uh, we didn't... And of course, we didn't have that kind of wedding. We didn't have a band or anything like that. We had a single uh, piano player and he was tickling the ivories um, on a grand piano that was in the home of the people... Uh, where we had the wedding reception. Kid and Billy Wool, if you know them. It was a lovely affair a very long time ago. Our son is getting turning 32 this year, which just blows my mind. Uh, time does fly. As I said earlier in the show, when I was talking about it being uh, April, the end of April, as we move along toward May. We are celebrating our anniversary in this show on Sunday. Sunday is the first anniversary of the rebooted food show. Here on WGSO, I cannot believe a year has gone by already, but uh, there it is. We will be having a show of our own, um, not because of that, just as a coincidence, on Saturday. We will be on for an extra show Saturday from 4 to 6 as part of the telephone. For WGSO, which I'm going to tell you about right now is part of the 75 for 75 campaign, WGSO is 75 years old this year, 75 years of broadcasting as the community voice of the Crescent City of being the only news talk station locally owned and operated for 75 years now. They are also celebrating their 501c3 designation, which means that if you go to their brand new website, which is mighty spiffy, wgso.com, you will see a yellow button there. And the yellow button says donate. And if you click on that button because of their 501c3 designation, your, your donation will be tax deductible. So go to WGSO.com and click on that button, and we'd love for you to help out with the 75 for 75 campaign, which will be going on this entire year. And uh, it it will be used, the funds will be used to um, improve the quality of the station sound across the board. The program that we are going to be doing ourselves from four to six this saturday is part of a telethon which is part of that fundraising effort so go to wgso.com and see what that's all about and uh, remember to listen on saturday from four to six tom and i will be doing the food show again that day we also have our own platform it's called nomenu.com n-o-m-e-n-u.com it's where you will find all of tom's almanacs these fun little tidbits that we use through the show it's where you'll find the dining diary where we talk about things like the great meals that we've had and other silly stuff like uh the crawfish diaries and you know experiments that i've been doing at home Uh, We have 400 some odd recipes there. If you click on recipes, there's some great recipes uh, that really come out and Tom has always had high reviews for his recipes, both in the book and on the website. It is where you will find specials around town, old reviews of restaurants, uh, extinct restaurants, Tom's incredible body of work on just food and in particular New Orleans food. That's nomenu.com. Please subscribe. Comes out all these things come out twice a week to your inbox if you subscribe at subscribe at nomenu.com. n o m e n u.com. If you miss part of the food show, you'll find it there under the food show. Please tell a friend about the show. They can download the simple radio app free, type in 990 New Orleans and listen from anywhere. We also have our Instagram page at the new orleans menu. A lot of pretty pictures there. Please follow us. That's it. That's it for the show. It's 4 o'clock. WGSO New Orleans. Good night.
5: The best in wining and dining daily. It's the Dine, Wine, and Spirit Show with Tim
6: McNally from 4 to 5 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM New Orleans. States will gain seats in the House of Representatives. Texas will gain two
4: seats and Colorado, Florida, Montana, North Carolina, and Oregon will each gain one seat. The Census Bureau's Acting Director Ron Jarman saying seven states will lose seats in Congress. That includes California, Illinois, Michigan, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. The White House is previewing President Biden's speech for Wednesday's joint address to Congress. The
1: President has been working over the last couple of days, as he will be over the next two, uh, on his speech. He's deeply involved in the uh, development of his speech.
4: White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki telling reporters Biden will lay out the details of the American Families Plan and will also mention a range of priorities in the coming months. This is USA Radio News.
8: This report is sponsored by
6: IBM. Intellectual property is one of the most valuable asset classes on the planet, but has historically been difficult to transact. In a move to make it easier to monetize intellectual property, IP, IBM and IPWE announced plans to mint non-fungible tokens, NFTS, representing patents. This is the world's first blockchain-based patent registry using developed tools such as smart pooling, natural language processing-based summaries of patents, and advanced portfolio analytics, all using IBM technology. The tokenization of IP Will help position patents to be more easily sold, traded, commercialized, or otherwise monetized to bring new liquidity to this asset
2: class for investors and innovators. Shan Manangarajan, IBM GBS client partner.
4: The use of NFTs to represent patents will help create completely new ways to interact with IP. This can benefit not only large enterprises that have significant intellectual property,
3: but it will bring new opportunities to small and medium enterprises and even individual IP owners. Visit
6: ibm.com/slash blockchain.
4: The Supreme Court is once again taking up a Second Amendment issue.
5: The Supreme Court agreed on Monday to hear an appeal to extend gun rights in the United States in a New York case over the right to carry a firearm in public for self-defense. Paul Clement, representing challengers to New York's permit law, said the court should use the case to settle the issue once and for all. The justices reported Monday that they will review a lower court ruling that upheld New York's restrictive gun permit law. The case will probably be argued in the fall. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry.
4: Dr. Anthony Fauci admitted the risk for COVID infection in an outdoor setting is minuscule, especially now that 30% of the population has been fully vaccinated. Fauci saying he thinks the Centers for Disease Control will likely update COVID-19 guidelines on using face masks, in outdoor settings. President Biden is expected to deliver remarks on the COVID-19 response tomorrow at the White House. This is USA Radio News.
9: WGSO will be holding an online auction to benefit our 75 for 75 campaign beginning on April 15th and running through May 2nd.